Okay, I did it. I pressed record. Here we go. It's been a while since I've done one of these episodes. I truly missed it. But why wasn't I making episodes if I actually enjoy it? That's the topic of today. Why, if we enjoy doing something, do we not do it? So that's a really curious question. I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks and Truthfully, I've had this on my list to make a podcast episode for a while now, but I was just hesitating. So super proud. I pressed the record button and here we go. This one might be a little bit messy. Just have me rambling. But again, happy to a press record and turn things on. So the title of today's episode is Momentum Matters. Those two words keep hitting me repeatedly over the head the last couple weeks and I just I see it staring back at me in the mirror and I want to talk about that today. Not going to get too scientific, but when we're talking about force and movement and motion, you know, it's Newton laws of physics about motion, so we'll kind of just touch on that briefly, but I'm not going to go into too much detail about that cuz that's not so fun. No one really likes science class, do they? I do sometimes when it gets into the research, but Okay, so like we started before, I still want to keep that <laughs> because this has changed my life. What are you grateful for? If you're going to tune in and listen to an episode, I'm going to remind you at least at the very least to take 1 second out of your day to think of something that you're grateful for. Look around you. What do you see? I don't know what you see, but maybe if you look out the window, you might notice that the weather is nice around you, hopefully. or getting nicer and that for me is what I'm grateful for right now is spring might actually be getting close and that's exciting news and we'll actually talk about the weather a little bit later in the episode I don't want to go into too much detail about that but hey the weather matters but yeah grateful for spring take a take a look around your children your family your health listening to this episode what are you grateful for it doesn't hurt i think we all could use a little bit more gratitude in our lives Okay, and the quote of the day is the title of this episode. I don't actually know who said it, but momentum matters. I don't actually know if that's a quote, but we'll say I quoted it then. Momentum matters. So the first thing I do want to talk about is in Newton's laws of motion. Right? So we have that. Let's I'll just read them off real quick. Here, what do we have? What do we have? Okay, so Newton's laws of motion in physics, law one: a body at rest will remain at rest, and a body in motion will remain in motion unless it is acted upon by an external force. Law number two: the force acting on an object is equal to the mass of that object times its acceleration. Force equals mass. Law number three: for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. All right, we got you caught up on your high school. physics introduction 101 class that's really all we're going to talk about there but the reason i introduced that is because like i said i was struggling with momentum i the last time i made one of these episodes was almost 3 months ago which is really i just looked at the date i posted the last one it's kind of staggering because i do truly enjoy getting on here speaking my mind sharing my thoughts hopefully helping people giving to them some things to listen to and to think about in their own lives but yet i just couldn't i lost momentum and that's really what i wanted to look at like why did i stop what is momentum in life how does it matter how does it matter in human behavior so i was looking this up the other day and i came across an article by a behavioral scientist i don't know if i'll say her name right aileen hallsworth um i'll link it into the notes of this episode it was a pretty cool article about three 
laws of human behavior. Basically a play off of Newton's laws of motion, but then how they relate to laws of human behavior. And I'm just going to kind of go through those. And when I read them, I was like, oh man, this makes a lot of sense. Again, these are generalized. It's not even a published paper that I know of. It was just a blog article that I found that I felt really, really relevant. So this isn't church. This isn't law. It's just, it's an article. It's something for discussion. So just cover my own basis here. And it's just played off of Newton law, Newton's laws of motion and turned into the laws of behavior. Okay, and here are the three laws of behavior. Behavior tends to follow the status quo unless it is acted upon by a decrease in friction or increase in fuel. Two, behavior is a function of the person and their environment. Three, for every decision made, there are trade-offs and the potential for unintended consequences. So if that sounded kind of quick, no worries. I'm going to look at each one here individually for just a couple minutes because these are the things that really hit me hard of like, okay, this could work. And again, anytime you have a new framework, maybe you could put in your tool belt. It's never something bad to have, um, you know, especially if it helps. And I mean, these are again, kind of obvious, but they, they relate nicely to human behavior. Okay. So back to it. Law number one of human behavior. I'll read it again behavior tends to follow the status quo unless it is acted upon by a decrease in friction or increase in fuel so the first part right there behavior tends to follow the status quo basically the behavior will follow the most convenient and easy system and situation that you are set up and conditioned for so whatever your status quo is whatever and in this case we could look at habits um but just generally what you do in a certain situation when you're feeling a certain way maybe you're feeling distracted or don't know what to do and you reach for your phone or maybe you know at night you watch netflix or tv or maybe you wake up late just what is what are the things you do consistently on a consistent basis every day and your behavior will tend to follow that unless it is acted upon by a decrease in friction or increase in fuel. So this is where it gets a little tricky and where I see where I ran into some serious situations. And that is a decrease in friction or increase in fuel. And for me, it was a decrease in, well, not necessarily the decrease in friction until recently. And then that happened. So how do you do that and remove the friction that's in your life? So you got to think of some ways that you could really do this. You got to take a step back and look at your life. For me, it was that mindset again. What was the friction holding me back? Um, so I made some simple adjustments, getting like a new alarm clock, you know, that lights up the room when I wake up, things like that. And that decreased the friction of me not wanting to get up in the morning or 5 a.m. So little things like that. Or you can increase the fuel. And again, this law number one, we're looking at the person and their condition systems. So how can you increase the fuel of that? Maybe watching motivational videos will give you a little bit of extra motivation. That's a fuel for you. Maybe starting to eat healthy might get you a little clearer on your thoughts. We're looking at the person and the mind and the body. So what is that? Even if you don't want to exercise, how can you get some extra fuel? This one was a little tricky for me because I believe this is the hardest one that people run into. So change really depends on how much friction or fuel there is. And obviously when you're not doing the things you want to do, there's friction there. 
So you need to identify it, see what it is, and then see if you can somehow decrease it. I know James Clear in Atomic Habits kind of talks about making your habits obvious. So if you want to learn how to play the guitar like I do, and it actually worked, I put the guitar right next to the desk. So I see it. It sat there for a couple weeks, <laughs> truthfully. And then one day I was like, okay, it's right there. Just grab it and try it. And I did. So it was much easier than when it was in the bag and in the closet and out of sight. So you're decreasing the friction of starting. It's much easier for me to just reach over to my left, grab the guitar and play a few chords. I'm not great, but just play a few chords and then put it back down. And then as opposed to getting it out. So how can you reduce the friction? Maybe who knows? There are many different things. There's somebody in your life that's, you know, being negative or kind of bringing you down a little bit. I'm not telling you to get rid of them completely, but just you know, talk to them, have a conversation about what they're doing, somehow make it so it reduces whatever friction is in your life. So look around, see what, what friction is in your life and see if you can decrease that. If you can decrease that, the likelihood of you taking action and getting re-engaged increases. And then again, another side is, can you increase fuel? So maybe the friction stays there, but can you get enough fuel to get started? For me, this was a little tricky. I'll tell you what happened when I get to law number two. For me, at least what I think what got me over this. Uh, but yeah, how can you increase your fuel? Maybe watching motivational videos, convincing yourself of taking the first step, breaking things down into the simplest, simplest thing that you can do. Just saying, let's, you know, easy example. You want to type a, a novel, you type one word. Simple. Then you maybe type two words and then you type a sentence and a paragraph. Who knows? You have to find what works for you, but it's about decreasing friction or increasing fuel to get you out of the status quo of your behavior. Okay, number two, behavior is a function of the person, which we talked about in number one, and their environment. This one for me is bittersweet. I hate knowing that the truth is there for me, and I believe in this full wholeheartedly because my... I hate to admit it, but a lot of who I am and my personality and my energy revolves around the weather. If it is really cloudy and no sunshine and freezing cold, which unfortunately I am in right now, it makes it so difficult. Again, not everybody is is the same, but I, I would really like to meet these people who don't mind the cold or love living in the cold areas but don't really do anything. I think happy people live in the cold and they do activities in the winter. I think you need to, otherwise, what else are you doing? You're, you must be inside, which I think is so detrimental to our health and well-being. And the only thing I can see that helps people with that is distraction. They must be on their phone or watching TV, drinking, drugs, who knows? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know. But I do know that to be stuck inside is not natural and it definitely affects human behavior so for me that was it spring came around ish sun started to shine a little bit wasn't freezing below sub-zero temperatures especially at 5 a.m when you're going for a run so that helps so environment matters i think that's important for people to take in consideration and it's not just the environment of weather it's so many things it's where do you do your work or where do you live what does your environment look like is it messy and scattered and chaotic and dirty or is it clean and tidy these things do matter they play a significant role on your mental well-being and obviously like it says here on your behavior 
I really truly believe that um so it depends on yeah the people also in your life are important those are people part of your environment who do you let into your life who do you let be a part of your life and influence you the people they i think that's a fun one right you show me your friends i'll show you your future or you show me the five people you hang around with and i'll show you you know who you're going to be so these things are important we are social creatures we are influenced by the people in our lives and that's a good thing because we get to choose who we want in our lives Okay, so that matters. And then the third one is for every decision, there are trade-offs and the potential for unintended consequences. So basically this one is realizing that every decision you make will have an opportunity cost, which means if I, let's say this perfect example, I decided to give 30 minutes here to do this podcast. So the opportunity cost is I now forego those 30 minutes that I was actually working on another project this morning, but I can't do it right now because I'm doing this simple opportunity cost. You can do one thing, but by doing that thing, you have to give up something else that happens. Literally, actually, if you think about that and too deep, it can definitely weigh heavy on you, but that's the beauty of it. Like opportunity cost. And I'm learning a lot about this in life. I mean, I studied economics. I, I mean, I know about these things, but when it comes to human behavior and decision-making, I think it's a curious way to look at it because so many people do struggle with the paradox of choice because of this reason. I think they secretly know whether consciously or unconsciously that if they choose something, they have to forego something else, right? Like if you choose one partner, you're foregoing the however many people, billions of people on the planet that could be potential partners. So things like that. It's very cool to look at. And then when it comes into human behavior, how does this matter? I think it's looking at what is the right decision that you can make that so you make that decision that by giving up everything else is okay. You are okay with that. You look at the trade-offs, you know, you do, it's a simple pros and cons. Oh, if I do this, then I can't do this. And I'm okay with that coming to grips with that. So that can help you change your behavior. Um, you know, for example, it was cold and hard to get up sometimes. So sometimes I didn't get up at 5am. That was the trade-off. Was I aware of it? Yes. Did I make the necessary change? No. So just knowing the trade-offs doesn't always help. And then I think really looking at the consequences of any decision is really useful. Actually, one of my favorite quotes comes from the millionaire fast lane by uh, MJ DeMarco. And he says in it, uh, your choices are made in a moment, but their consequences transcend a lifetime. That's actually one of my affirmations. Um, I have on a post-it in the mirror and I read every morning, although I'm starting to lose my faith in affirmations because I kept doing them even during the hard times and nothing changed. Nothing changed until I changed. It's action. It's really, really, really all action. I guess that's why I don't know if self-help or self-improvement would do so great if everybody just knew that simple truth. That that's really all it is ever. Whatever action you take, look at yourself. What action are you taking right now? So I'm making a podcast, so eventually that will go into, you know, my audience, my brand, um, sharing information and knowledge. So these are the things that matter. Okay, so what does this all have to do? How did I get to this point? I don't want to go too long because once I get talking, apparently I like to get talking. Uh, but I did want to keep this around 20 minutes for the first one back. But how does it all mean anything how did i get here and i i started to like i said i was like okay momentum clearly matters and then looking at the the laws of motion and i realized there's i know 
he says like an object in motion will stay in motion or an object at rest will stay at rest. And I realized that when it comes to growth and progress and getting to where you want to go, rest is detrimental. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like if you're exercising to not take rest days or if you're working hard, take vacation or time off, not that rest. I mean, when you are moving toward a goal, that even rest can be detrimental unless it's part of the goal. So unless it's part of a recharge, right? Let's say I'm trying to build a business. Of course, taking some time off will actually be helpful. But I'm saying when you're trying to make progress, I feel like what I'm saying doesn't make exact sense. But yeah, when you're looking at growth and progress in the moment. So I'll just give you a perfect example. Again, I was trying to get up super early and I found that when I got up super early, there was distraction free. I could get really, really focused on the work in the morning. There was so much flow and progress and that by going into basically the rest state or my condition status quo, that became detrimental. So I wasn't really doing anything horrible. I was still going through the motions, doing the things. Uh, working out, meditating, those those things that I talk about constantly that are just so necessary. But I realized that if it's not forward momentum, it's actually backwards momentum. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So rest and relaxation and recharging, getting good sleep, going on vacation, resting your body, um, saunas, ice baths, whatever you have to do, that is part of the forward momentum. It's adding to you reaching your goal. So I'm saying if you're not moving forward, you're not just neutral, you're actually going backwards. And that really hit me just a couple of weeks ago, not even maybe just this week, a few days ago, where I was like, oh man, if I'm just kind of going through the motions, it's actually backwards. It's not getting me any closer. And because of what we just talked about, the, the laws of behavior, if it's not getting me closer, then naturally due to opportunity cost, it's therefore getting me further away. I hope that makes sense. So I'll try to explain one more time. If I'm trying to go forward, let's say I want to start a business, right? I want to start monetizing my business and I want to reach this certain number, let's say uh, a gigantic number, because that's fun, a million dollars. And then let's say I'm moving towards it, moving towards it. And then all of a sudden I have a really, really bad two weeks, let's say a bad two weeks where I fall off it and I just don't do anything. So not only am I not just doing anything, but by taking those two weeks off, it's actually setting me back way further than just being neutral because of the opportunity cost. You've now missed two weeks, those days that could have been super productive or even a little bit productive. So I don't mean to, it sounds kind of dire when I'm talking about it. Like if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. I'm not trying to be one of those guys just yelling at you that you always have to be moving forward and growth is the only way. Of course there's recharging. Of course there's different levels of growth and progress. I'm not talking about huge, massive leaps all the time, unless that's what you're after, then go after that. But if you're just trying to make little bits of progress, you have to remember that anything is better than nothing because nothing is not just nothing. It's actually double because you're missing opportunity cost and you're also adding more friction. I think that's another point I wanted to get at is because when you don't do it, you've now, let's say you're rolling the ball of momentum, 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 and then it stops. You've now 
added more friction. So here's another example. A workout, most people say, I've heard this thing going around self-improvement called the two-day rule. So basically, you never miss more than two days of doing anything. So let's say you're exercising every day, exercising every day, exercising every day, exercising every day. You have one bad day and you just don't feel like doing it. And then you decide not to exercise that day for whatever reason. Now, not only again, have you just went back to rest, you've started rolling the ball backwards because now you've created friction and you're going to go from one day. It's so easy to go from one day to two days to three days, no exercise to four days. Oh, well, it was four days. Maybe I'll take five days. And this is what I noticed that happened to me. Again, I kept doing it, but that 5 a.m. actually is what I'm mainly thinking of when I'm talking about this. I was doing 5 a.m. for months and then all of a sudden you miss one. And then all of a sudden I realized I didn't just stop and then get like right back on it. I immediately, that first moment I decided to sleep in, started the ball rolling backwards the other way. That's, I think the best way that I can say it is, yeah, I was just waking up for months, months, then one morning I just made that decision. And in that moment, I didn't realize the magnitude, but I realized I'd switched my mental capacity now from getting up, getting up, getting up, getting up, getting up to now, okay, the ball immediately started going in the other direction. And then that made the next day much easier to say, no, don't get up. No, don't get up. So that's just a personal story on that. If you're not moving forward, at least a little bit in some way, or if you're really positive, again, this is why we get to habits. And once you do have the habit, becomes not so dependent on certain situations and certain things um, and context, let's say. So if you're exercising all the time, just that you're in a comfortable place and then let's say you move somewhere else, if you've been doing it long enough, it will be easy to restart again. So things like that are there as well. But you also have to remember that, you know, when you stop, you are going backwards. Um, so that's that would be the final thing I just wanted to ask is, how does one break the backward momentum force? So let's say you're going forward, going forward, going forward. Then you have a bad day where you miss something. So immediately you're going backward. How can you stop that as quickly as possible? And that is taking a step back, looking and trying to reduce whatever friction that was. Like we talked about in the, well, the laws of behavior one, two, and three. How can you reduce that friction that's in your way? Or how can you re-engage and fuel yourself back up? Maybe watch some motivational videos, talk to a friend, get an accountability partner, have somebody call you in the morning to go to the gym or get up, whatever it is, or start looking at your environment, have the person in your life tell you to, to get up and motivate you and push you and don't stop until they get you to go or turn on the lights in the morning when you get up or whatever it is with your environment around you. You've got to do it. And then the last thing is start looking at the decisions you're making. What are the trade-offs if you decide to not exercise or not eat or not do the thing you want to do? And then that would be my final, my final words. Look at the person, which is you. Look at the environment, which is, you know, everything around you. And finally, look at the consequences of your decisions. And hopefully that will help you get some momentum back in your life. And that's it. Nailed it. 23 minutes. Super happy to be back. Episode number 19, Momentum Matters. This is Scott Nickel signing off. Always do and have your best day.